Some areas of our country are doing very well, others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. came to understand that not only was I not being protected, but that they were willing to lie to protect other members of the family, but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect me and my husband. In a much anticipated interview this week, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan, sat down with Oprah Winfrey for an interview where no topic was off limits. The explosive interview covered a wide range of topics including the reasons why they stepped back from their royal duties, Harry's relationship with his brother William and father Prince Charles, and in the interview, Meghan also revealed that she had suffered with her mental health whilst living in London. The interview was aired in the US on Sunday night, sparking widespread reaction to the bombshell revelations. Figures from US TV network CBS suggest that nearly 50 million people around the world have watched Oprah's interview with the couple. While in the UK, 11 million tuned in to watch the interview when it was broadcasted on Monday night on ITV. One of the most talked about issues that was raised was when Meghan told Oprah that Harry had been asked by an unnamed family member about how dark their son Archie's skin might be. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, It's not going to be given a title. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. After the broadcast, the palace faced growing pressure to respond to the allegations over Archie's skin tone. In response, Buckingham Palace released a statement suggesting issues of racism are concerning and taken very seriously. The palace also said recollections may vary, but the matters would be addressed privately. However, Prince Harry later clarified to Oprah that the comments were not made by either the Queen or the Duke of Edinburgh. Undoubtedly, the fallout of the interview has impacted the couple's relationships with their family and the reputation of the royal family. Although there have been mixed reactions to the interview on whether they were right to call out the prejudices, it is without doubt the monarchy and royal institution has been rocked by the public's concern over issues of racism and mental health. And next. I am delighted to receive uh, Sinoform from uh, China as a gift 
from the People's Republic of China. I'm grateful to President Xi Jinping. He had promised that once China develops this vaccine, it will be used for public good. And today, this gift of 500,000 doses is a, a, a practical demonstration uh, of uh, his vision. According to the state media, China has pledged to donate coronavirus vaccines to 53 countries and export them to 27 more. Over the week, the media has celebrated the deliveries, but critics have accused the country of engaging in vaccine diplomacy, cherry-picking recipient countries to win political influence. Critics have argued that China's vaccine favouritism could be damaging public health efforts amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr Jennifer Bowie, Professor of Health Equity at Georgetown University, told Sky News, if you choose countries where you work closer or has strategic importance to you, then from the geopolitical perspective, it can cause your competitors to go against these initiatives. There is a strong desire to show the superiority of you know, the Chinese system to set to give um, examples that show why perhaps in the 20th century democracies were cute and useful and good, but now for the 21st century, the only systems that are really suitable to face the challenges of this century are systems that are closer to the Chinese system. China has been at the forefront of COVID-19 vaccine development. It started vaccinating some citizens as far back as last summer under emergency use approval. The country is estimated to produce 4.3 billion doses of the various COVID-19 vaccines by the end of 2021. So far, the two major vaccines developed in the country are by Sinopharm and Sinovac. But another three Chinese-made vaccines are in the testing stages. However, none of its major vaccine companies have published full clinical data for the safety and efficacy of their inoculations. And finally. Well, all that has been made public was that government attacked the federal forestry school and abducted a number of students. And there was claims uh, in the last few minutes that uh, some of the abducted students were rescued. But there was also an admission that a number of the students are still in the hands of these bandits and kidnappers. In an addition to a string of kidnappings in Nigeria, gunmen have attacked a school in northwestern Nigeria and have kidnapped at least 30 students. The abduction happened at the Federal College of Forestry Mechanization on the outskirts of Kaduna. According to Kaduna State Security Commissioner Samuel Aruan, the gang struck at around 11.30pm on Thursday. Although the army managed to rescue 180 people, around 30 students remain missing along with several staff from the school. The trend of kidnappings from boarding schools in Nigeria was started by Boko Haram militants who seized 276 girls from a school at Chibok in the northeast of the country in 2014. 
the mass abduction sparked an international outcry and prompted the hashtag Bring Back Our Girls campaign. However, more than 100 of the girls taken have never been found. The kidnappings have since been taken up by criminal gangs demanding ransom. I've been adopting the strategy of abducting students. By doing that, they bring the attention of the government and the world to themselves and then extort money. Last month, 279 schoolgirls were freed after being abducted from their boarding school in Janjabe in northwest Nigeria's Zamfara state. Some 27 teenage boys were also released after being kidnapped from their school in the state of Niger, along with three staff and 12 family members. However, one student was shot dead in that attack. So far, the attempts by the security forces to tackle the gangs have had little success. Many people remain concerned that state authorities are making the situation worse by letting kidnappers go unpunished and paying them off or providing incentives. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first.